This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined by Evan Grant. Hello, Evan. Hello, Kevin. There's no David Moore today? What happened to David? What did we do with him? He's uh, vacationing. Um, It appears to be somewhere in, uh, I don't know, maybe somewhere in New Mexico. Well, good. Tell everybody that he's not in his house so they can go and break it in. That's good. They don't tell him the address. Oh, okay. All right. I know that it's in uh, Amarillo somewhere. Right. That's his address. He's got quite a commute every day. Um, no, no, David Moore. So, uh, so we won't have any again or the, those are two of David's tropes, you know, again, yes, I agree again. Yes. Um, so, uh, Hey, happy Bobby Bonilla day. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I, I, People are very, people get very excited. I, you know, I think the Bobby, but there were deferred contracts long before Bobby Bonilla, and there's a, there's a lot of them that are still getting paid out. And as I mentioned to you before we started, Bruce Suter uh, is still getting, I believe, $1.1 million this year for a contract he signed with Atlanta in 1985 um, that Jerry Fraley wrote about. Um, the, uh, but Bobby Bonilla signed with the Mets, and things that happen to the Mets take on a life of their own. And so, New York, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, so it, Bobby Bonilla is still getting paid, and will be getting paid for the foreseeable future. I think it, the big thing too on that contract is that it was part of the Bernie Madoff thing. You know, instead of just paying Bobby Bonilla the six million dollars, he could have been spending the six million dollars they owed him and been and been done with it. And instead, he wanted to take that money. Uh, uh, Fred Wilpon and invest it in Bernie Madoff's Ponzi scheme. Uh, and so now a $6 million contract turned into a $29.5 million contract, I believe. Good investment as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's kind of like that, you know, that was one of my favorite stories about the ABA was the old one about uh, the St. Louis Spirits. And when the ABA was merging with the NBA, they, they did not take two of the teams, the Kentucky Colonels and the St. Louis Spirits. So they bought those two franchises out, uh, the NBA did. And, uh, and, the, and the ABA owners, it was a pair of brothers, as I recall, uh, opted. They said, listen, we don't want to lump sum here. We just want like 1% of the t- t- your TV contract in perpetuity. And they said, okay, sure. Because what were TV contracts in the late seventies, you know, or nothing. So, and then they end up of course being the, the biggest payoff in like the history of sports uh, until finally, I believe it was about 
10 or 15 years ago, uh, the NBA finally bought out uh, the heirs of those two brothers because they were all filthy rich by that time. So pretty good contract. Yeah, it is. I, I don't have a contract. Like you don't have one? You've had a contract. Long time ago. I was very – I just want to say, I just want to be on the record here saying I'm very bitter about that too. I don't talk about contracts. As it was explained to me, you know, when I when I questioned our uh, our our boss at the time about that, he said uh, uh, because I said there were just a few people in the department had a contract. He said a rising tide floats all boats, and I said it's not floating my boat. And at that point, I wheeled and I had that I had that boss terminated. My boat is the uh, Concordia Costa Maria or whatever it is that's sunk off the uh, coast of Italy. <laughs> oh, the Concordia Costa Maria. So Bobby Mooney is getting his million dollars today. The Mavericks are opening up today. Um, and uh, unless something uh, happens that we don't know about, uh, because Every day, it seems like we hear about different franchises, uh, players, coaches, officials with the teams testing positive, and then they're considering shutting everything down. The, the Brooklyn Nets just reopened their uh, facilities after several players uh, had come down with it. Uh, and then Denver just shut down after two people uh it didn't say it didn't distinguish whether they were players or coaches or whatever had tested positive uh and that led adam silver the nba commissioner to say that okay this is the target we're going to start opening up uh at disney world here uh around july 7th and 8th with uh bringing in franchises in shifts and then the plan is still to open at the end of the month uh in the bubble uh, but of course we don't really know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, that's just a plan. Um, and as everybody, everybody has one at this point and they, and they think they're going to play. Uh, but as we've heard from several people, including Bob Bowlesby, the big 12 commissioner, we think we're going to start. We're not sure if we're going to finish. Uh, and, and that, and that I think is probably at the issue at this point. I'm not sure on my sport that we're going to start. Um, and I think that that goes for for everybody. I think this week, uh, for, as far as baseball is concerned, is a very big week because the intake testing program is going on uh, this week. Um, uh, and camps are supposed to begin Friday. Uh, you know, if, if baseball ends up with 10 15% um, total positive uh, positive positive rates uh i think that's going to be an issue um i i don't know exactly how how they address it i mean i think they planned for for some positive tests but if you've got you know if you've got three if you've got six of your 60 men in camp that are positive um it's an issue I mean, it just is, and 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 the possibility of of this spreading uh, is significant. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I. It's hard for me to wrap my head around uh, all of these issues. It's like when you you got the uh, that hundred and one page uh, operating manual from MLB, and 
And so I, I read that and wrote about it last week. You, you know, it's funny, the level of detail they have in there. It's just, it's amazing down to the level of when they're supposed to be traveling. And the, if you're sitting on a plane and you're on a row with somebody who's already eating, you're not allowed to eat. You know, you get up and go to the restroom, make sure you, you close the lid on the toilet before you flush. Uh, wait several minutes before you go into the restroom if someone had just been in there before you. I mean, can you imagine players observing all these rules? I, I mean, I, I can't. I can't you know, because I'm not sure that I would. It, 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 there's so many things you just do as a matter of course. How, you, you, how can you constantly be thinking about, am I allowed to do this? Can I do this? I mean, are you going to constantly be asking the person next to you, can, can I do this now? I mean, I just I don't see it. Not, not when we have athletes talk about distractions all the time. You know, there's, there's no that's – the, that's the ugliest, dirtiest word in sports is distractions, you right. know, and, and that could be anything. That could be a tornado. It could be, you know, the chicken dinner. It could be anything, and they all count the same, you know. Uh, and, and what could be a bigger distraction than all of this? Right. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, baseball this year is actually the distraction from – from what's going on in, in, in the real world, you know, um, for these guys. I, I, I We've seen four guys already decide that they weren't going to play this year for various reasons, all of them related to uh, either having um, uh, family members who are, who, who are compromised or um, who have uh, wives who are pregnant at, at the time, at this, at this moment. Including um, Ian Desmond, former Ranger. Yeah, Ian – Ian posted on Instagram a uh, a really powerful essay about why he wasn't going to play this year, and it went far beyond just the fact that his wife is is, is pregnant. But um, I, I liked him when he was here. He seemed like a really good guy. He, he's a he's a really um, uh, he's a really solid human being, and he doesn't he doesn't want um, a lot of attention. I think that. You know, if you went back and read read this essay that he wrote, um, it's powerful. I think that uh, I think it really took, like he said, the the George Floyd incident for him was kind of a breaking point on his coping mechanisms, and a lot of stuff just came pouring out, and he felt like there are more important things for him to do for his family and, and for his community this year than to play baseball, but. I also wonder, like, as we get into this, um, there are two things. Uh, one is, as players take this 101-page document and read it and then try and actually apply it, um, I think you may have some more guys get into this and say, look, I can't, I just can't do this. I can't function this way and, and eventually opt out. Um, but I also feel like, these protocols and rules, like some of them are enforceable, clearly. Um, some of them are, some of them are guidelines that you're hoping that most of these players try to pay attention to as much of the time as possible, but there's not going to be strict adherence. There's not going to be a hundred percent adherence. There just isn't. And it, it's the same thing. I mean, I've, I go out with my mask on and, you know, I've read everything about different masks and, I go to the store and at some point in time, I've got to adjust my mask. Well, I, I, you're not supposed to do that in a perfect world. And I think what everybody ultimately has to, to kind of rationalize is you try and do as much as you can to, to be as, as close to this as possible. 
knowing that you're not going to be able to get there 100%. I just have a hard time imagining players, you know, and we've talked about this from the very beginning. A guy, and I always say, a guy like Elvis Andrews, who plays with so much emotion, that's so much a part of his game. He, he loves to play. It's so clear that he does. Um, I just don't – I just can't imagine him having that same kind of emotion and feeling for it. I can't imagine that anybody will because here's the thing. As we know, this season's already been wrecked, right? You know, it's going to be a 60-game season. Okay, and there's a possibility that will be fun and everything, but, but what's it going to mean? When, when we look back on this season, no one's going to say let's, – let's say that the, the Nationals win it all. No one's going to say, man, was that a great championship season for the Nationals? Wow, that was – that's going to go down all the time in their history. It's not. No, everybody will say it was like a. This was like a carnival season. You know, it was. It was. It was just a joke. The whole thing was a joke. The only reason they played it at all was so they could make some money, recover some TV money. Uh, that was it. That was the only reason for any of it. Uh, fans couldn't go. Blah blah blah. All the complaints are going to come out about it, and and the players are going to know all that. And and just as you said, if they feel like they're jeopardizing the health. Of, of their family members, if they feel like uh, that it's just too much or just too much to do here, if they feel like, uh, I don't want to, if, if other guys are opting out, that's always the easiest way, right? It takes the first couple of guys to opt out for somebody to stand up and say, I'm not doing this. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, people other people start thinking about it, you know, maybe I will too. Uh, and then as each team, a guy opts out, more guys will do it. Uh, uh, all agreed. I, I do think, you know, it, the, it's, it's easy to look at it right now and say exactly what you said about the way the season will be looked back on. I, I think that if you look ahead and they are able to get through the 60-game season, um, and if the situation in the country improves uh, over the course of this season, um, I think when it's all said and done, there will be 29 or 28 teams that will say, you know, yeah, it was a waste of a year. There will be two fan bases who will think it was the most exciting thing that they've ever seen. Um, and if you like baseball, you just have to say, I like the sport and how it's played on the field. I'm not going to worry about the fact this year that it's not a 162-game season. It's more like a World Cup or or some kind of tournament. and that's the that's the only alternative this year, um, you know. For guys like Elvis who do like to get in other guys' faces and and joke around and 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 are touchy feely, it's it's going to be difficult. But um, <laughs> they don't have any other option, and it, it's just going it, to it's going to it's going to take respecting everybody's space to pull this off and we'll see where it goes. I, I'm not entirely optimistic that we'll get the opening day before we have a, uh, any kind of potential stoppage, but um, uh, I hope for the best. That's all I can say. Do you, do you think that they, they could end up, I mean, if I'm just guessing right now, I, I could see where you ended up in a season where it's basically a triple A club. Uh, you got a few veterans mixed in there. But, you, but a, lot of the, a lot of the veteran stars opt out and you end up with younger guys who are living by themselves or they're less likely to, you know, communicate this disease to someone else. And um, 
Uh, and, I, and really, I don't have a problem with that. If that's what it ends up being is that you've got your, you know, your minor leaguers all playing out there. Um, that's probably, probably a safer, I would imagine a safer environment because most of those guys aren't married um, and, and easier to do that than to try to, to get the, uh, the big leaguers all ramped up. Yeah, it'll be that that part will be interesting to see because if um, I, I could certainly see that teams that are out of it want to get their their younger players some uh, some playing time, um, and they'd have younger players. They'll have some younger players on the sixty man roster and the taxi squad. And I suppose over time, as uh, if guys get hurt or go on the COVID injury list, um, you will have more of these minor leaguers added to the, to the taxi squad. But you get to a point, say, in September over the last two weeks of the season where you're essentially asking – I don't know that you can – the only way you could do this, I think, would be to ask some healthy veterans to go home. I don't know that they'd pull out and say, well, I just won't take any pay for the last two weeks of the season. Um, if, if they're at that point in time, I think they'd still want to get their, their salary for that point in time because if you, if you opt out, regardless of when you opt out, you stop getting paid from that moment forward. So. Um, that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, what's the what's the deal on service time this year? Is that will that change any at all? Um, you will get uh, guys who decide to opt out before the season won't get service time for the year. Um, guys who are here for the full year will get a will, will get credit for a full year. Where when you um, if you have guys who are up in the major leagues for a portion of time, it will be prorated, and I think that you will get um, the equivalent of uh, – I, I multiplied this out, but it's like two and a half days of service for every game played, I think. So so that would that be counterintuitive, though, to what I just said about young guys playing? Do, do we really want to start service time on any of these people uh, or a lot the guys, of these people? I think the guys you would see playing would be guys that are, you know, already going to be on the 40 or would go on the 40 this year. Um, uh, and and I, I think that some teams are, you know, if, if guys, at that point in time, if guys get 30 days worth of service, I don't really think that, that – that's going to have a huge impact on their on their super two type qualifi- qualifications. And, you know, if you go back to a regular baseball season this year uh, or in 2021, you know, those guys could could again start the, the season in the minors. So they they don't get service, don't, don't accrue service time from the start of the year. I love super two conversation. It's always really dynamite stuff for me. There's nothing that I, I don't know. Baseball labor is just not a fun subject. It just I can remember my 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 days my my brief days as a baseball writer back in the eighties and and all that kind of stuff just frightened me. It was like it was like chemistry lab to me. I I just all that labor stuff. I don't please don't make don't make me memorize this. I'm the same way with the other leagues salary caps. I just can't. I, I I don't understand how how the NFL cap works. I don't understand how the NBA cap works, but on in on baseball, most of the rules I I you know can understand, but every once in a while I've got to double check with some th- somebody in a front office to make sure I understand some of these arcane transaction rules. Um, it, it's uh, Evan, you should always be double checking stuff. Let me just say that uh, somebody should be double checking me. That's for that's for sure. 
You know, we hadn't even talked about, uh, and, and to me, the biggest issue in all of this, the biggest impact on any sport, I believe, of the, of the uh, coronavirus is going to be on high school football. Uh, because, and, and, and for this reason, uh, these kids, especially in urban districts, these kids in high school, a lot of them are already living with older people. They're living with the most high-risk people possible. Uh, and uh, the, the, the idea that they would go to school, go to workouts, come home, be around 60, 65, 75-year-old people, uh, and we would take that risk just so they could play high school football is I, just crazy to me. I would, and I would go so far as to say, even in the, um, even in the most affluent school districts where you've got incredible facilities, again, based on what looks so daunting to me in the MLB protocols, I don't know how you come close to um, duplicating that at, at the high school level. You've got um, less responsible teenagers, you've got less staff, uh, you've got smaller spaces. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a really difficult thing to see to see anybody pull off. And I'm not, you know, again, I'm not so sure that we even at this point watching numbers go the way they go, they're going. I wonder, you know, where we'll be in the fall, regardless on schools. You know, I know we've we've seen pledges to start school in person, but uh, you know, here, Kevin, here it is. It, today's the first day of July as we record this, and I'd just like to say that. The last six months have been one hell of a century. So, uh. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, our, our old pal Rick Renner, who does a lot of high school work, uh, has contacted a lot of high school coaches and, and football coaches, and, and they're telling him, "We think if we can get the season in in the spring, we'll be doing well." Yeah. I, it's there, there's no answers, right? I mean, there, there's zero answers when you. you you have, we have no idea where this is going. Um, I think some of the public's frustration is over the fact that, that scientists have said X and X to the letter has not happened. So people are doubting the scientists, but I think people also feel like things that happen in a lab, it's an aha moment. And from there, there forward, everything goes according to plan. It's not how science works. It's theories and trials and errors and we're on the we're kind of on the, the front lines of that with this with this virus, and because of it, things change weekly and monthly. Well, you know, it's like the it's like the weather, right? Everybody gets mad at the meteorologist if, if everything doesn't turn out exactly like he or she said. Sure. Uh, it's like you know, ah, what's what's weather.com worth? <laughs> yeah, I like those no, impersonations. For players who have given me. Between Eric Nadell and different players who have given me different weather apps because they're more trustworthy than weather.com, uh, you know, I don't yeah. know. There's no way, there's no way of, of tracking these or predicting these things. But I do, I do have a feeling that, that people are – I get the impression that people are starting to take it a little more seriously now uh, because the numbers keep spiking, right? You know, uh, they keep going up. What, are we, what else are we supposed to think? You know, at this point, that that's why, you know, I, I, in the back of my head, I just had the hardest time thinking about watching games. You know, listen, 
watched them my whole life, played them, watched them, love them, all that kind of thing. Love, love the summer, love baseball, love when I'm not out at the ballpark, just coming out here, you know, in the den, watching a baseball game at night, you know, watching the Rangers play. Most of the time it's pretty good. Uh, and, and I enjoy that. But right now I think about sitting down and watching a ball game. And I just, it doesn't appeal to me at all. It just, it doesn't feel like it's something I want to do. And, and I, because it feels a little bit like a death in the family, right? It feels a little bit like there's just this thing hanging over your head here that's making everything else really insignificant. Uh, and, and, and nothing else really matters very much anymore. Not that, you know, listen, I was always very well aware of priorities in life and I didn't need anything to happen to tell me that sports aren't the most important thing. You know, I already knew that, uh, and, and didn't need anything to remind me of that. Uh, but they're fun and, and we enjoy them. And, uh, and so, so that, that's, that's all great. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's certainly acceptable. But now it feels like, should we really be having fun? Should we really be watching this kind of thing? Should we, should we celebrate? Should we be talking about all this so much? Should we, we, be writing about it should we be you know broadcasting about it podcasting about it is it really right to be doing all that now i don't know it, just, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it you know I, I, it, because on these podcasts we're not talking about i know you you tried you wrote about alex bees and talked about hey saw 102 miles an hour and and on a normal situation i go wow i didn't realize alex bees threw that hard that's really something and you know what how good could he be? How could they employ him this year? What what could they do with him? And now my feeling is kind of like I don't care about Alex Bees throwing 102. You know, it just it just doesn't mean anything to me. Here's, I, I I get a sense from online that there are people who want baseball as an escape, and I get that. Um, and I I don't want to be a downer, but it does it does feel like a, a struggle to really be passionate about sports in in this moment um i couldn't i couldn't even go back and watch things like the jordan documentary um it just didn't it didn't excite me because i just felt like i'd rather i i, I feel like any downtime that i have i should be investing in some more worthwhile <laughs> type endeavor or learning something because i have no idea who or where I am anymore. Um, uh, so it's, it's, um, it, it's a challenge. And we'll see how, what happens when, when we get, when we get guys on the field. Um, and if that changes things, but right now, it, 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 as we sit here today, just thinking about the idea of this baseball season coming off, I guess there's some kind of fatalistic, view that I have that it's not going to happen and god forbid god forbid you end up with a situation where one player or one staffer gets really sick um forget about the positive test if you have one person in major league baseball who gets really sick from this after the season starts how do we, what do we look back on? Then what do we look back on the season as? Is mm -hmm. it a tragedy, right? I mean, I, 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 there's, there's a real thin line that everybody's walking here. And I, I, you know, Korea has pulled this off. Japan is about to pull this off, is about to start on this. 
I sure hope we were as successful as, as those countries are when it comes to, to the baseball season, but uh, I have no idea. Well, not so far we're not. You know, 4% of the world's population, 25% of the world's cases. So, you know, that's, uh, uh, that's not a good ratio. So, uh, you know, I, it's interesting to me, uh, too, in, in all of this, uh, uh, when we talk about the number of cases that have, uh, that have happened, uh, we, we've seen, of course, bet- between Clemson and LSU, they've had 67 football positive cases just between those two schools that played in the national championship game last year. 67 and, and we because we know what what kids are like right you know uh they, they're all just hanging out together and partying all the time uh, and, and for most of them nothing more more will come out of this than maybe they'll feel a little bad for for a couple of days right and then that's a great thing you know that that's the case but you just don't know you know i i don't know uh if you know if if they're if if someone's suffering from sickle cell trait for instance is this something that will compromise them further? You know, I, I don't know that. I, I haven't talked to any uh, doctors or anybody about that. I've, I've been meaning to do that, and I frankly forgot. Uh, but these are, the, these are the issues, just what you said. It only takes one or two uh, cases that, that could be really severe before you, you start to think, you know, wow, should we have really have done this? Uh, yeah. Because it's bad enough when, we have, when we've had injuries or fatalities or paralysis or whatever it has happened to football players uh, across the spectrum of high school, college uh, football. Uh, that's, that's been terrible enough to make us question whether to do these things. Uh, wh- when you uh, were already shutting everything down and then you decided to, to take it back up again and, uh, and then something bad happens, uh, what will they do? You know, I, I don't know. You know, there's a there's a lot of talk about out there that we, we've just got to go ahead and try this anyway, no matter what. And it's like, you know, I, I get it. I understand the, the reasons why people want to do it and, I, and I, for the economy and for everything else and, and for people's state of minds uh, to try to, to return to something. Uh, but I also, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm as worried as anybody about uh, about all this stuff, you know. It's not going to, it's not going to impact me. Apparently I'm not going to get to cover anything. Uh, so uh, I think, I think you, you personally excluded me from covering any Rangers game, didn't you? No, I have not. You are, you are welcome to cover Ranger games and um, uh, we will make that happen. If you'd like to come out there and sit way up high in the press box and not talk to anybody uh, on the field. Um, make that happen. And, and listen, it, it's it's easy to sit here and complain about access to players this year. Um, we'll make it work. Uh, as we talked about a little bit last year, this is a this year's unusual. And the least of my concerns at this point in time is how I'll get interesting quotes for people. Um, we'll we'll figure out a way to do it. Um, I think this will be. They will be so glad not to have to talk to you every day, Evan. The players that that alone may get their daubers all up. Well, for this team in particular. Yeah. Hey, now we haven't even talked about the fact. Let's 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 uh, uh, switch gears here. We haven't even talked about the fact that everybody's making fun of the of the new baseball park. Come on, Evan. What's that all about? Well, I, the Rangers are an easy uh, for a team that's got a brand new one point two billion dollar stadium. The Rangers have have become an easy target for people. Um, some of it is self inflicted. 
Um, the overhead shots of Globe Life Field. Look, it's it, it. I don't know how many retractable roofs stadiums are gonna look really attractive from an overhead view. Of course, nobody's ever gonna see that view, right? The, right. Unless they're flying over it. Um, my fa- my personal favorite was the one. With, it was a grill. The grill, the grill was good. I mean, <laughs> you certainly can do that. I, I think the telling fact is the telling. What's going to be telling is whenever fans get into that park, you know what their view is like inside. And right. so, you know, I'm all fine with people having fun at the uh, at the aerial view of the of the park. Um, it does, you know, there's a lot of aluminum up there, or whatever <laughs> it looks like aluminum. Um, I, but on a more serious note, I'm a little bit more concerned about the fact that the Rangers had a bunch of COVID positive tests in their, in their offices and among workers at the ballpark. And they were the most aggressive team in opening their offices. And the only thing I can come up with here is that basically from, you have to wonder if, if ownership was like, well, we've got a new stadium and we're going to be able to sell tickets to it. And we want to, we, we want to play with this, this brand new toy. And if that's the case, it's just, it's it's disappointing and it's a misstep and and unfortunately here the Rangers haven't had a um, a spokesman for ownership and so uh, they there's a lot of questions that are still left to be answered there. As the story goes, uh, they were requiring on these tours they were requiring people or they were told to show up with mask on, but then that that was not enforced, correct? It's not that's not true. They were told. They, they were told when they got there that, well, I'm sorry, if you signed up for a tour, there was language on there that said, you know, masks are required. Right. Up for a tour, they gave you a mask, uh-huh. whether you had one or not. They gave you a promotional Rangers ballpark mask. Okay. After you put it on. But we, it's an unenforceable rule at this point in time. So if somebody decided not to or take the or they decided to take their mask off 10 minutes into the tour it was basically up to a tour guide who's being paid a wage a an hourly wage to go get in somebody's face who clearly didn't listen to any of the advice or information they were given and how productive is that uh exchange going to be so um i i think that's that's more a product of of people just not that I don't blame on uh, so much on the Rangers as I do on on people being obstinate and on um, uh, and on the fact that we've got an unenforceable policy. Uh, but I've heard from a number of people who were on on tours who said, you know, the tour groups. The one thing that was disturbing is that the tour groups that they were on. They said there were more than ten people in some of those tour groups. So um that was a little bit disturbing i don't have anything to to confirm that with but um that people well, did take off their masks yeah i mean that's on people you know well what does that tell you then if you can't even get the tour groups right what does that tell you about putting twenty thousand people in there you I, know well the, the baseball and, and the rangers can't seem to get their stories straight on this either and you know i if, if this if they if they put fans in the stadium on on opening day or the first homestand of the season 
I, I'm speechless. I just don't know what to say. I mean, I get it. It would be great if we were to a point where you felt like you could, you could bring fans in. I will say this, Kevin. They've had 51 graduation ceremonies in that ballpark since, uh-huh. the, since the end of May. Um, and they've had uh, crowds as big as 5,000. I haven't heard of anything related to an outbreak from any of those graduation ceremonies. They were, they were able to socially distance those people. But let me just say this. There was no beer sold at high school graduation ceremonies. No? They'd make them a lot more tolerable. There's no foul balls going into the stands at at high school graduation ceremonies. They're all very formal, and people sit there very quietly. Um, There's going to be a big difference between 15 or 20,000 people for a baseball game chasing after a foul ball and 5,000 people sitting there applauding as their son or daughter goes across the, the stage. Yeah, uh, uh, although you probably didn't go to any of the graduation ceremonies for any of our kids. We were just, like, making fools of ourselves, screaming, yelling, throwing stuff. It you know, was, I mean, was you know, embarrassing. It, I, I know, because you, you wanted to see your children get to that point and get farther in education than you had. <laughs> That is correct. You know, I got my degree from the University of Houston. I like to feel like I overcame my education. Um, But at any rate. I wound up on that one took a while, but I got there. I I was able to actually get get there. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, so uh, if if people at the ballpark uh, at Globe Life Field, if they're they're already terrified, as someone said, of, of working there just for tours, I can't imagine what they would feel like working ball games uh and just just what we talked about uh and we've talked about this before uh, who's going to police all this stuff who's going to make sure people are standing uh, six feet away from each other who's going to go up to somebody and say that who's going to go up to a fan who's had six beers and tell him or her that you know it, it's just not going to happen you know well, it's, it's so. counting on responsible behavior and we've seen what happens when we count on responsible behavior in the face of this we saw the crowds that went out places on Memorial Day weekend, and we saw what happened um, in bars in, 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 in this state when, when they were open. Um, and, and people just didn't, didn't respect it. And it appears that we're paying a price now. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and people, I, I have to throw into that, and I'm not. Listen, I, under, I understand and I respect the need to protest, but protests also brought a lot of people together who weren't socially distanced. So, you know, we, we had a perfect storm in this state of situations where people could go out and basically get the disease. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about colleges and waivers and all that kind of stuff? And the and uh and schools backing up on uh these things now and and uh, how many tests are happening do do we think it's a responsibility of these like, i get an email every time at texas tech that they test people and they talk about you know how many people have tested uh or have not or who have tested positive or negative whatever um and and a few other schools we hear from uh, a lot of them we don't. Do, do we think that's a disservice? Should we be hearing from all schools uh, as to what's going on? Um, my feeling here is that uh, that this is a time where transparency would really be a good thing. Um, you don't have to. I understand the HIPAA rules, and you don't have to tell me who's got it. Um, 
But yeah, I, it's not violating anybody's HIPAA rule to say, you know, that someone tested positive. Right. I, I do think that, I, I, especially on the college um, front where, you know, they're fronting as an actual arm of a higher institute of education, um, whether that's, be that a gimmick or not. Yeah, I, I think that, especially since they're, they're most, most of them are publicly funded institutions, I, I, I think it is, uh, it, it's incumbent upon them to, to give us some basic information about what is going on. Yeah, that's, that's my take on it too. Let's go, come on. Uh, that's what you're, that's what you're there for anyway. So, all right. Um, all right. I'm, I'm gassed. I'm out. I got nothing else. There's, I, there's, um, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I, I woke up this morning in July one and I was like, all right, so another month is behind us, but what exactly does that mean? It means I've got to start this all over for a new month. Um, it's uh these days it's a struggle i mean gene and i both said to ourselves that going on four months here it's uh we treasure the fact that we've gotten to spend more time together but we're also uh a little bit stir crazy i think that gina is, because of y'all's fairly recent marriage is probably still under warranty and could go back and say listen i did not sign up for this uh, if i were her i would do that yeah for sure no kidding. Uh, and by the way, thanks for wishing me uh, uh happy anniversary. Uh, uh, Debbie and I had our 33rd on uh, Saturday. You guys have all your crap like real close together. Well, we prefer not to call it crap. Uh, but it, yeah, it is all for close together. My birthday, Jake's birthday, Debbie's birthday. Uh, Debbie and I are both Gemini's, you know. Uh, and your and anniversary. And our anniversary, it's all... And I started out, I started out real strong. I gave you happy birthday wishes. I gave her... <laughs> but I, after a while, I was like, oh, come on. This is just a this is just shtick right now. Every day, it's like, you're walking, it's like you're walking into the Applebee's and saying, oh, where's my free Sunday? Today is my birthday. <laughs> I didn't realize that Applebee's did that. Holy well, cow. Uh, we were... When we were 18 or 19, this was the, the biggest scam going uh, for, for my little group of high school buddies when we went out to dinner. They'd uh, say that somebody, it was somebody's birthday today, and nobody at that point in time required you to show your driver's license on the birthday, so they'd bring over a stupid ice cream sundae. See, we were, that was the kind of hardened criminals that we were. Boy, don't kid, you thugs. Holy cow. Called us the hot fudge sundae gang. <laughs> What bad guys you are. Yeah, I did feel like that, you know, because as, as Kate Heropolis said to me one time, uh, I had posted something about me and Madeline, uh, my oldest daughter, <laughs> and, and she said something about it. And I said, oh, I said, you notice that? She goes, Kevin, you post so infrequently that it's noticeable when you do. And see, so that's the deal. I feel a little bad that, you know, all these, you know, because – Madeline's birthday was in April, then Debbie's in May, mine and Jake's in June, you know, I got anniversaries in June, you know, there is a lot of stuff that's all happening kind of all close together. And I, and I feel like because I don't post a lot, otherwise it makes it all stand out a little more. And I feel a little bad that like maybe I'm, I'm, I'm doing this too much. So well, and you also, so you fawn over your wife so much that I'm like, you know, stop putting me to shame. will you? <laughs> 
listen, I have to fawn over my. It's part of the contract. She said, she says you're you're down on fawning this month. Uh, you need to you need to perk it back up a little bit. And so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up as best well, I can. Gina's birthday is uh, Sunday. 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 Yeah, and I I made sure I made sure that. Uh, I requested the day that I that, that day I wouldn't have to go out to the ballpark that we'd be able to stay together. And then I was on a conversation with our bosses again uh, yesterday, and I said, "Yeah, now you get, you guys remember I need Saturday off for her birthday." And they had to remind me that no, you said her birthday was Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they were planning on doing something for her birthday. I mean, maybe maybe Gary could do something for for Gina's birthday since you were going to do it on Saturday. Uh, of course, in in our house, what you have to remember is it's not just a day; it's a whole week, or in some cases, the entire month. It's my birthday month, you know. I've I've, 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 I've experienced that before. Gina's not a birthday month kind of person. Yeah, well, it, uh, it, it, and, and you can tell anybody in my house that every time something went wrong the week of my birthday, I said, "But it's my birthday week." And it just, you know, and nobody cared. Nobody no. cared. So anyway, that's the way that works. All right. Well, we should get out of here, Kevin. Okay. Yeah, Jose's sick of this. Jose, are you still are you still there? Jose, give us a thumbs up. Okay. All right. Yeah. I thought he I thought I heard a thump and maybe his head had hit the, the desk in front of him, but I wasn't sure. So anyway. All right. So from everybody in here to everybody out there, thanks and we'll see you next time.